Hello and welcome to this week's Ruby Shoes podcast, bringing you the very best of local entertainment across East Anglia each and every week. In this week's episode, we hear all about a Christmas show which is based around the characters of Beatrix Potter. We drop into the rehearsals of a seaside panto and we find out some fascinating history about one of the town's oldest clubs. First, though, The Tale of Mr. Todd is written by Joanna Carrick of the Red Rose Chain Theatre Company. And the cast took time out of their busy rehearsal schedule to join me for Ruby Shoes podcast literally two days before the run began. So here on Ruby Shoes Podcast, we're about to delve into the wonderful world of Beatrix Potter to tell the tale of Mr. Todd, who is coming to the Red Rose Chain Theatre Company from the 8th of December right through to the 31st of December. And I am so pleased that I'm joined now by some of the cast from the tale of Mr. Todd. Good afternoon, all of you. Hello. Hello. So tell me, first of all, who's there? Who am I talking to? Uh, Emily Jane Kerr. And uh, my name is Evangeline Dixon. And I'm Jack Hayden. So tell me about your characters. Um, if I can start with you. Uh, Emily, we'll start with you, shall we? So we all play many, many different characters. And uh, I start off as Beatrice Potter, but then I play such classics as. Mrs. Tiggywinkle and uh, Benjamin Bouncer, who's Benjamin Bunny's father. Uh, so lots of different characters. I think we all play what at least three, if not four, different characters. Yeah. So it's pretty. Hectic. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, so you've got your work cut out for you. It's pretty hectic. And you mentioned Mrs. Tiggywinkle. She must be one of the most popular characters. I think that and Benjamin Bunny. You know, if you if you didn't grow up with either of those, then you've it's like child abuse basically. <laughs> People love Tiggy Winkle. She's she's cheeky and everyone loves her. Yeah. She's good fun. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, fantastic. So tell me about you, the two of you. Tell me about your characters as well. Uh, so I play uh, Janie, uh, who is one of the the children that finds uh, finds Beatrix Potter in the attic of her house. Uh, spoiler. And uh, <laughs> I also play Peter Rabbit. Uh, and I play Flopsy as well, who's Peter Rabbit's little sister, I believe. Big sister, actually, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Fantastic. And and did you um, did you actually grow up with those books yourself? Is that something that you is sort of take you back to your childhood, or was this the first time you sort of come a, came across them when you actually got to play the characters? I, I I like absolutely loved them as a child. Like one of like my earliest memories was going to. Beatrix Potter's house up in the Lake District, um, and I loved Peter Rabbit. <gasps> oh, yeah. jealous! So when, so when it, came, yeah, when I got the job through that I was going to get to be Peter Rabbit, I was yeah, proper chuffed. <laughs> oh my goodness! And what about yeah. you? What tell me about your characters as well? Um, I'm playing uh, Ben, who is Janie's brother. So they're the two that find that go up into the attic and start the story off. And then I become Tommy Brock, the badger, who's uh, Geordie Badger, who's always smoking his pipe. And then I play uh, Mr. Todd and Benjamin Bunny. Uh, so a, a, a fantastic variation of characters. It sounds it, definitely. I mean, that's that's a lot of stuff to learn as well. And when you, 
you, you're sort of playing all these different characters. How easy is it to interchange between them? Um, has that taken a while to kind of get your head around? Is it something you're quite used to doing? Well, I think we, we've made it not easy, but easier for ourselves with each character having a very different accent. We've got a trip all around <laughs> the all world. around the UK and the world uh, with all of our different accents for the characters. But also there are very specific items of clothing that I, I'm probably just, I don't know if I'm speaking for myself here, but I know as soon as I put on that dressing gown and the bowler hat, I'm going to be doing a Geordie accent for Tommy Brock the Badger. I put on the little knitted beret and I know I I need to be very, very northern for, for Benjamin Bunny. So those things are, are kind of the keys, are, are definitely for me anyway, for, for changing those different characters. Mm. And as we've, we share the characters, we yes. have to be so specific about those key elements about them. And I think the audience are in on it too, and everyone sort of loves to see everyone swapping quickly. So it, it's great fun. And it is the quickness of it only improves the, the madness and brilliance of it. Oh, it just sounds awesome. It, it really does. And I absolutely take my hat off to you. This would probably, not that I could do what you're doing, but I'm just imagining if I if I was ever likely to do something like that, it would take me about five years to get my head around what you're doing. How, how much rehearsal time have you guys had? We had three weeks uh, and then we had a week of, of, of teching the show as well. And then when we were teching the show, we also kind of did some rehearsing as well. So I suppose in total about, yeah, about four weeks. Wow. Which was which was a lovely amount of time. Yeah. I would, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it can be a lot shorter than that, so it was good. My goodness me. I think you're all hugely talented and it's going to be amazing as well. And and how much fun is it doing something for children? I mean, they. I think they're – are they more accepting as an audience? Are they sort of somehow an, an – not an easier audience to play, for, play to, but um, – do you get more back from children I think is what I'm trying to say you know sometimes adults can we kind of lose our sort of sense of humor so we might be a bit reticent um I, I think it's tricky I think sometimes they give more sometimes they because they are reacting exactly to what they're seeing and they're not being polite at all they're just they we know exactly how they feel so it's really fantastic when we have a good show and everyone's involved and loving it and we get lots of kids that hardly go to any theater so it's sort of their first experience and to see them all involved in it and to know that they're they're not being polite and just laughing. They're actually loving it and involved in the story and, and they want to know what happens next. So I think really it's, the, it's fantastic because you know exactly how they're feeling in the moment. And in our experience, they, they've loved it. Loved so it's been it. great. Best show known to mankind, somebody said yesterday. <laughs> that was a direct, quote. direct quote from a small child. So <laughs> there we are. Out of the mouth of babes and all that. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about the mouths of babes, I've got a, a very young producer here at the moment on four legs who is furry and making an awful lot of noise in the background. She does this to me as soon as I start recording something. She thinks, do you know what? I think I'll start barking now. So I'm just going to close the door on her as a very bad <laughs> parent does. One moment. <laughs> she can join in in the play when we do it next. Right, door shut. There we go. <laughs> Honestly, she hasn't made a sound all day. She's been as good as gold. She's only 12 months old. And as soon as oh. I get the oh. do you know what? I'm going to run downstairs and bark my head off. <laughs> <laughs> 
So sorry. So just kind of give us the the summary of the of the storyline here. Just you know, kind of sell it to us and tell us why we need to have this in our lives this Christmas. I well, I don't know if it's about the storyline. I think for me, the 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 really special thing about the show is that it's very much magic created out of just the things that you'd find in your house. And it's very much based on the imagination of, of these two kids and Beatrix Potter. And they create the, the story of, of Mr. Todd from things that you'd find in your attic. So we, we make, um, I'm just trying to think about the things that we make that are not spoilers. Um, yeah, don't give too much away because we want people to come yeah, and buy yeah. <laughs> And there's, there's, there's also lots of uh, tech magic as well that happens, which is really, really fun. Uh, loads of interactivity. But the, the story itself, uh, a badger kidnaps some baby rabbits and then goes to squat in a fox's house. And the, the parents of the bunny rabbits go and uh, chase them down uh and then uh, the the badger and the fox have a fight, and then the babies go home safely. I think that's yeah, pretty yeah. much what happens. I, I think that was spot on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> classic kidnap story. Absolutely, <laughs> kidnap at Christmas. That's what we all need. But I like the fact that it's going to be a happy ending because that would worry me if there was. Yes, oh, of course. Definitely. And that's lovely. One of the loveliest things about it as well is that like. I, I genuinely think it's so perfect for any age group, like yeah. tiny ones, like up until ninety-nine year olds. Yeah, but I definitely. think there's something in there for everyone, and it's yeah, like Emily was saying, like we 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 make so much many crazy things out of some kind of random bits in an attic, and it's I think that's joyful for for anyone of any age, and yeah. that's lovely for Christmas, and it's going to inspire people as well. This is all kicking mm. off in a couple of days' time for you, so that's mm-hmm. a big big time for you at the moment how do people get hold of the the last remaining tickets for this they can go to the red rose chain website which is www.redrosechain.com or they can call the box office on 01473 6033388 but if you google red rose chain all of that information will come up as well Fantastic. Lovely to speak to you this afternoon. Thank you so much for your time. I know this is a really busy time for you. And break a leg for the opening night at all of the shows as well. I know it's going to be brilliant. I could just tell by the amount of enthusiasm that you've got, you know, just chatting to you now that it's going to be fantastic. Thank you. Lovely to speak to you. At the end of last week, I popped along to the opening night of The Tale of Mr. Todd with a guest. So we're literally standing outside Red Rose Theatre. Uh, Wendy and I, we've been to see the tale of Mr Todd. Didn't know at all what to expect. I know it's a Christmas show. It's, it's based around Beatrix Potter books. And I, I grew up with them. I don't know about you, Wendy, did you? I also grew up with them. I think it was absolutely amazing. I mean, talk about the acting and the, the atmosphere. It was just absolutely amazing. And the stage and the set. But the timing, the timing was absolutely brilliant. And it's funny, isn't it? It was funny. Really it was funny. funny. It was funny. Yeah. We both arrived, you know, no grandchildren or anything, but just thought we'll come along and support. But actually, yeah. it was brilliant. Any any age will enjoy yes. that. That is, Absolutely. I have such a big grin on my face. And right even now. and even some people they brought, they brought the children tonight, and yes. I wish I brought my grandson to see it. Yeah. But I think I might bring him back again. Actually, yes, to show him because it was absolutely brilliant. I would Fabulous. definitely recommend yep. it to anybody. Recommend it's anybody to come back. One of the best yep. Christmas shows I've seen, yeah. and, and so original and so clever. And it was funny, absolutely funny. It was brilliant, brilliant, brilliant time. Thank you very much for inviting me, Steph. You're very welcome. Thanks for coming. 
Seriously, if you're looking for something to really raise your spirits this Christmas, whatever age you are, you will absolutely love it. I can't say I literally I can't praise it highly enough. So clever, so quick that the three actors in it just uh, my hat. I literally take my hat off to them. They were just awesome. And you have to go and see it and you will thank me. Trust me. Now, pantos are in full swing across Suffolk, but one which is working towards its opening night is Aladdin at the Spa Pavilion in Phoenixstow. It opens on Friday the 22nd of December with a run that goes through to the 1st of January and it's performed by the ever-popular Dennis Lowe Theatre Company. So, here to talk about Aladdin. John, you play Aladdin. so. Title character. <laughs> Dean, you're um, the His mum. What's his full name? <laughs> it's uh, Twanky. Twanky Fanny Dorothy D- Drippington. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, that so. trips off the tongue yeah. nicely, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Uh, and we're here at the spa. We're literally standing on the stage waiting for everyone to do the uh, basically the next rehearsal. So I'm, yes, I'm yeah. a bit worried we might be in their way, but we're on the corner of the stage, so if they do start rehearsing, Fair enough, we'll just shuffle to the side. And I want to grab you before you did start. So, John, I'll start with you, if that's all right. Have you played Aladdin before? No, it's one of the pantos I've never done before. I've done two others with Dennis Lowe prior to this. That was Dick Whittington and Jack and a Beanstalk Mm. about seven years ago, I think. But prior to that, I did a couple in Horsham, um, Snow White and... I can't remember what the other one was. Probably Jack and the Beanstalk again. I know I've done that a couple of times. Yeah. But yeah, no, first time for Aladdin. Okay. Looking forward to it? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be different. It'll be very cold in my little vest. But um, I hope I've got the heaters on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in a nice big warm coat. I am indeed. So it's going to come a bit hard, isn't it? But then, yeah. you know, once the lights are on and oh, you've got great. the warmth from the audience, yeah. you're going to be fine, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. it be great. It'll be great fun. You've got your lamp to keep you warm. I do. I do have my lamp. Yeah. I haven't found it yet, though. Still looking. Still looking. Still looking for my genie. <laughs> Good to know. Dean, Wales want to bring you into this as well, because you're Panto Dame. I am, yes. There's quite a lot on that character. I mean, yes, it's a good good fun character to play, but yeah. actually it's up to you really to warm up the audience and keep them warm, isn't it? It, it, it is, but you've got to bear in mind, I was trained by the great Dennis Lowe, so I took over from Dennis uh, just before he passed away, bless him. Yeah. And I've done... Goodness me, about 20-odd seasons with the Dennis Lowe Theatre Company and a good chunk of those were as Dame. And like I said, trained by Dennis Lowe. So, uh, yeah, second nature, really. It is, isn't it? So you're not going to be nervous at all? Um, I will be in my song, Steph. (laughs) (laughs) But no, the Dame stuff, it's all uh, improvisation, a lot of it. So you follow the script, but um, you have to improvise with this one on stage with you. So it's... uh, I'm terrible. (laughs) Terrible. Is it different every night, is it, John? Well... Not on purpose necessarily, <laughs> but sometimes yes, it's intentional. Just wander off. Yeah, that's fun. That's what yeah, it makes does. it fun. It it's a challenge. Yeah. When you muck up, the audience love it, don't they? They do. Actually, they sometimes they're the best bits, aren't they? <laughs> to be honest with you, in the past, if we've messed something up and it's got a laugh, you keep it in. Cool. <laughs> yes, yeah, that. absolutely. They love it. They love yeah. it. Yeah, they're waiting for they it. They can see it as well. They can see it in your faces. Sincerity. You know. Yeah, you, you yeah. know when something's staged and when something's real. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But you know, that's the funny bit. You know, because they know that you get on so well yes. and they love that interaction, absolutely. and so you can play with it, can't you? And we all work with each other. It's so many different things. So it's you know, we all know each other and how we each. Of us performed, don't they? We so, did Priscilla so. together. Was it last year? Uh, last year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Fantastic. Yeah. So. That was a laugh, wasn't it? It was brilliant. Yeah, it was a good show. Yeah. yeah. I'm staying out of the tights and heels this year. <laughs> <laughs> no. just, for, just for one. Just for one. <laughs> and then back in the Saturday nights after Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you put the itchy tights away now, haven't you? Yeah. So, uh, it's, uh, yeah. so how are the rehearsals going? Very well. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're good. We, yeah, we sort of rehearsed in a short period, but flat out, really. So, yeah. um, and you've got to bear in mind a lot of these guys are, are, are trained performers. Obviously, Susie's uh, pro as well. So we tend to rehearse as pros. So we just get it going. Yeah, get, get it, it done. Pretty yeah. quick, you all so. seem very relaxed, actually. You know, there, why would you stress? I, I'm it's stressed. En- it's you. entertainment. <laughs> you can't stress about entertainment, can you? No, okay. You've got to relax. Absolutely. And even though Panto is sort of laid back and it's improvised, you've still got to keep your, your your eye on the ball. So yeah, you've got to be fairly keen and. That one over there, Mrs. Susie Lowe. Make sure we keep our eye on the ball and yeah. uh, she, she keeps it tight in rehearsals. She's so. keeping an eye on you now, to be fair. <laughs> she she's only a few steps yeah. away, so yeah. she's like, I'll keep an eye on you. My philosophy is know where A is and how to get to B, and if you get there, great. Yeah. That's it. That get to, get like from the opening credits of the finale, that's yeah. great. What happens in between doesn't matter. Yeah, if it's funny and it tells a story. And if you don't know your line, someone else does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Those bits are always best when, when you both stare at each other and the audience thinks, OK, one of them has forgotten their lines, but you've got to work out who it is. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Well, Dennis Lowe was like that, actually. You'd be on stage with him and he'd look at you and you're thinking, oh, no, he's forgotten his line. <laughs> <laughs> and you just kept it going until he picked it up and off he goes again. But then he'd always make it look like it was you. <laughs> I think he's the sort of true professional. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Throw your fellow person under the bus yeah. and get a laugh. We're not really <laughs> selling it, are we? We're just basically saying how we don't know what we're doing and best of luck, everyone. But I think that's why our audiences love us. It's fun. They're going to have fun. We have fun. They have fun You've too. You've just said and... you're all professionals. I know you're going to put on a brilliant show, but actually it's quite nice to get the kind of the inside track as well. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think the audiences come to see that. They, they love those moments. And, and yeah, we're well rehearsed. That's mean we can pick stuff up and carry on going. So yeah, Lots so. of popular songs this year as well. That's a really lots good song too. as well. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, something for everyone. Kids will love it. Yeah. Especially. Yeah, some good fun. I'll wishy-washy. The kids always adore this. Aladdin, they'll adore. And yeah. I've got some silly stuff to do. And, um... and I've got some adult gags to pop in. Hey. <laughs> that they don't know yet. <laughs> It'll be on the first night. They'll come a, come a light. Yeah. Does Susie know about the adult no, gags? Yeah. don't be silly. OK. Why well, don't tell anyone? <laughs> Just chuck them in. <laughs> Throw people. Yeah. It's great. It keeps us all on the board. Absolutely. So funny, Rob, who plays the Emperor, he's never done it. I've never done a show with him, but one of the first things he said about her is he said, I've heard about you. <laughs> yeah, your reputation went ahead of you, Yes, it did. <laughs> well, I won't say good luck, because that's bad luck, Break isn't a leg. it? Break a leg, that's both right. of Thank you. you. Thank you very much. It's going to go fabulously. And I hope everyone enjoys it. look forward to, to actually being in the audience and watching it all appear. Yeah. I might just hang around just for a few minutes just to kind of watch one of your rehearsals, yeah, just to get, like, a, a couple of minutes. Don't look so terrified. <laughs> Better put them scripts down. <laughs> Now on to something with a huge dollop of history. I was invited to meet David Stainer from the Ipswich Institute as they have some rather special afternoon tea walks planned for the beginning of the new year. David and I met in one of the Institute's buildings right in the very heart of Ipswich Town Centre. Now, David, I know of you of old from the um, Tourist Information Centre in Ipswich. You were there for how many years? 
was at the Tourist Information Centre 22 years. Oh, my goodness yeah. me. But I was at the Borough Council for 41. Yeah. 41 years. Uh, you must, you must have literally joined in short trousers, that's all I, I can say. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even do school, went straight from, you know, reception into the into a job. And we're sitting in a room in the Ipswich Institute here, and it overlooks the magnificent tower of St Mary Le Tower, which is a great place to start our tour, because this Ipswich Institute, I haven't been in here for a, a lot, a lot, a lot of years, but it's... It's something that's quite undiscovered, I always think. Tell me more. Yeah, it's a complete gem, Steph. I mean, I'm impressed that you've ever been in. <laughs> uh, it, it is a hidden gem, although we've been here 200 years. In, in fact, really? 1824, so uh, 2024 is the 200th anniversary. And as well as our normal programme, we're working on celebrating that anniversary year with special talks, courses, lectures, guided walks, and all those things. Um, not, not just about the Institute, but Ipswich and around the world in 1824. So we're going to have a really great year. So what is the Ipswich Institute? Do you, do you have to join it? Do you have to be a member? Uh, for the majority of, of what we do, yes, you need to be a member. As I said, without boring you with history, in 1824 it was set up as part of the Mechanics Institutes, which was set up by George Birkbeck. George Birkbeck is the, the name behind the Birkbeck College in London, so quite a famous name mm. in education. And obviously times were changing in Victorian times, with uh, becoming more industrialised and such like, and especially in a, in a town like Ipswich, which had been agricultural, and you had um, people like Ransoms and all these people setting up factories. And of course, most of the workers uh, were agricultural and, and were illiterate. They'd had no education. So the, the mechanics institutes were set up all over the country and, and some towns and cities have still got them. Nottingham, Leeds uh, and, and, and places, Oxford and such like. And Ipswich is not only lucky to still have a mechanics institute, although we drop the word mechanics these days, we still exist pretty much as, as those original ones did. Although these days, education is with a small e, and it's for fun, fun and leisure learning and lifetime learning. Uh, so we run a um, series of courses, daytime courses and evening courses, and the daytime programme is what you really need to be a member Okay. For. That was a bit of a long way of getting there, but yes, for, yeah. for the majority of our programme, you need to be a member, but it's very easy to join. Okay. Uh, basically, uh, you can you can do it online on our, our website, or you can walk into uh, our main reception in our library building, and we'll go through where all this is in a minute. Uh, and currently, for an individual, it's sixty-five pounds a year, and you can also have a household uh, membership. So basically, all the family uh, can join. And I think that's about one hundred and five pounds. Okay. But it's uh, for that. First, first and foremost, you're joining a great library in the, in the town, town centre. It's a member's library. And you can take up to 12 books and CDs out at a time. So if the whole family is there, yes. you can take out dozens and dozens of books if you wanted to. It's a reading room, so you can come in any time you like and have a read. We have all the newspapers, magazines. People bring their laptops in. Because we, we also have a student membership, which I think is about £25, much reduced anyway and people come in with their laptops, it's a quiet space to work. 
the library also has a cafeteria. And all that happens in Tavern Street, 15 Tavern Street. It's that little blue door we've always walked past every yes. day. Between, and this is the clue, the body shop and River Island. Yep. We all know where Body Shop and River Island are, but what's that little blue door? If you what go that? through that door, it opens up into a wonderful Victorian library from the 1800s. It's a real hidden gem. So that's one of our buildings. And the other building, uh, which you and I are in at present, as you say, overlooking the Tower Church, is the Admiral's House at 13 Tower Street. And this used to belong to a notable Ipswichian, Admiral Benjamin Page, who was a friend of Wellington and Nelson, and he was a great sea admiral. Uh, you can read about his exploits um, uh, and what he got up to. Uh, and the Admiral's House is where we have the majority of our classrooms. And so most of our courses happen in the Admiral's House. Uh, we've got about five classrooms in here. I was going to say, it's a real warren, isn't it? That it goes so, so far back, you don't actually realise it. It's a huge room at the moment with a big, tall uh, ceiling. And it's, you know, there's just so many rooms. And we also walked past the cafe that you were talking to. You very kindly got us a, a cup of coffee yeah. here. So it, shall we go and have a little little tour, a little look yeah, around? We'll Is that a good that, idea? And then you can tell me about some of the courses that yeah. are coming up at the beginning of the year, if that's we'll okay. Do. Next week, in part two of our chat with David Stainer from the Ipswich Institute, we'll find out more about not just the brand new afternoon tea walks they have planned for the new year, but also some of the other brilliant classes you can get involved with too. Now for the final Ruby Shoes podcast of 2023, I've got a fascinating chat next week with magician and mentalist Wayne Goodman, who will be bringing his own brand of magic to Newmarket on the 28th of December at Gray's Kitchen. Plus, I talk with actor, writer, director and former Blue Peter presenter Peter Duncan. If you're planning to be in a show in the new year or maybe you're organising a charity event for 2024 and you'd like to be featured on the Ruby Shoes podcast, just get in touch with us via our socials. Tell us a bit about you. Tell us what you've got planned and you could well be one of our future guests, perhaps early in the new year. I'm Steph McIntyre. Thanks for listening to the Ruby Shoes podcast. Hope you can join us next week and do check out our social pages in the meantime at Ruby Shoes podcast. Have a great week.